Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. It is June the 23rd and it's a little rainy out there. So it's supposed to only be this morning. So it should open up the guys for a little bit of sunshine this afternoon, hopefully. And uh, we'll see what happens and hopefully get, do a little gardening or, or a little something outside. Um, it is great weather to do transplanting of shrubs and uh, flowers and all that kind of stuff. If you're doing that in your yard, picking up some new trees or shrubs for your yard, it's a perfect time to do it um, right now when it's cool like this, a lot less shock and things like that. Just a couple of things I'm seeing people coming into the garden centers, um, lots of tree damage to the bottom of the trunks, um, newly planted trees and either mouse damage or the dreaded weed whipper. Um, seen a fair bit of that. Um, so it's really important to try and make a little tree well around your, the trunk of your trees. So you're not having to trim the grass right up on the trunk. Cause when you do that, it's uh, it's just it's opening up the wounds for it, and it can kill your tree. I had a couple yesterday came in, and and it was a three or four inch strip all the way around, all the way around the tree on each of the aspens, and and that will kill the tree, and that's what it did kill them. So just we really gotta make sure, give it a nice tree well, put some bark mulch in there, help hold the moisture in, especially right now with this drought. Mulch is going to be a game changer for us. Um, helping to keep the moisture in the ground for our trees and shrubs. I have a I have a great product coming in next week. It's a it's a hemp product that you mix in with your soil. It's going to be in the same long lines around uh, peat moss, um, but it's it holds two or three times more moisture than peat moss, and it doesn't break down as quick. It's similar to the coca moss, but even a little bit more coarse. Um, so I'm going to be having that in. I've used it on my lawn for a lawn patch as well. Works really, really good. So just a couple of things. I think we just have to start looking at some of these things to help um, preserve water. And when we're planting trees and shrubs, bark mulch um, makes a big difference. It really helps hold the moisture in. And then also mixing in some hemp, um, cocoa moss, things like that into your soil, uh, making nice, rich, organic Good, good, good composty type stuff helps hold the moisture in and around your trees and shrubs. Got a text about a birch tree, and I'm starting to see it this time of year. This one they come. Good morning. Our battle with the birch leaf miner continues. We use pure spray green, rage plus green it up lawn fertilizer and tanglefoot. Plus, we've watered the heck of our tree. Our tree looks a hundred percent better than the last few years. However, we still have the leaf miners. That is the problem. The leaf miners are, they, they fly in and what they don't get on the pure spray. And it's such a tight thing. Um, we are doing the injections through our pruned up department um, into the trunk of the, of the birch trees. And that's almost the only way besides doing what you're doing is a good cleanup in the fall, making sure we get all those off. Um, you can give it another spray of the pure spray green because you'll get the ones that are out there right now. And also with your birch trees, the the Rage Plus, the birch trees respond super well to that. They they really just seem to love that. It puts life back into it. And again, the water, the birch leaf miners are just a nasty little bug that goes in. They crawl into the leaf, so it's really hard to kill them with any kind of contact. Unfortunately, you have to use a 
a systemic type thing, and that's why we do the injection, and it gets right into the bloodstream of the tree. And usually you get two or three years out of it on each application, a good solid two, but I would do it every two years, and uh, your trees and shrubs, um, I mean on your birch trees, and you should be good. I have a serpentine birch in the backyard at my house, and it it's it's one of those ones that kind of looks like a sea serpent, and it goes up in a big S shape, <clears throat> similar to the Young's weeping birch. And I'm starting to see a little bit of that again on mine as well. So it's it's just uh, it's one of those nasty things that we have going on right now in in Calgary. And again, just um, if we can try and help any of the city trees out there, if you get a tree bag or a little bit of water to some of those trees, and again, um, just really, really try and help those uh, those trees out on death row in your boulevards and meridians and stuff like that. Try and give them a little bit of water, help them out, and uh, and call your call your aldermans and and three one one. Let them know. Trees are suffering in those areas, and hopefully they'll get uh, a little bit of help out there and uh, and give those trees a little bit of assistance. Got a picture of a raspberry leaf just, just got sent in. Hi, do you know what might be eating holes in my raspberry leaves? Yeah, those are just little caterpillars, little bugs, um, nothing specific. They're going to get in there uh, and do it at this time of year because the, the, the foliage is nice and tender, so they're, they're going to be going after that again. What I do is just really hydrate your your raspberries. At this time of year, they're starting to set fruit. They're going to be ready to create more foliage. And again, I'd use a good fertilizer, 15, 30, 15, something like that, higher middle number, and help produce those uh, nice berries. And again, just you can use pure spray green on those as well um, to help get rid of that. But really, once they're in there, they're just little, unless you're seeing, seeing little worms, then I would use BTK. And that's a, that's a organic product that you can use on all your caterpillar-type little worm ones that are in there eating leaves. And it's a great product. But again, feeding and hydrating any of your fruit trees right now is super important because right now they're going to use all that moisture to produce that beautiful fruit that we all look forward to as we head into July and August. So you want to make sure that you're getting lots of... Uh, Lots of hydration into them in days like this is good, but it's still not enough for your trees and shrubs. Put a little, get a soaker hose, soak it in around the drip line, and and ensure that you're feeding your trees and shrubs as well. Right now is the perfect time to be hitting them. 20, 20, 20, 15, 30, 15, and, uh, and things like that. I did my second application of lawn food last week, and uh, it's that time. They're sort of, and I'm, I'm still very impressed and uh, I've only had to use my irrigation once, and it's green right back up, and uh, which is pretty. We've had a fair bit of rain, but it, I'm I'm really impressed considering how how my lawn looked before I started. So um, I use the again the green it up fertilizer sixteen thirty two six makes all the difference. And I'm going to go to Marie. She has a lawn question as well. Good morning, Marie. Good morning, Merle. I sent you yes. an email. Yeah, I got the pictures. Is that the chinch bug? It is. What is the, is that soil you've just put on top of those areas? No, no. I actually cut out the area. Oh, okay, and okay. Put the soil down, yep. and then it's spreading. Yeah, that is, that I would think that is the cinch bug. So I would get in there. You probably need to give it a really good soil drench with pure spray green. Sort of if you did it today, then again in five days, and then again one more time in five days in that area. 
Well, I, I Googled, and, and some people use uh, nematodes. Yeah, you can use that as well. We got nematodes. Um, I'm not sure if we have that type in right now. Um, you could give Brad at the store a shout. I'm pretty sure we have. Um, I'm not sure which ones we have for the cinch bug, but on that one, it, you got it fairly bad, so I think I'd almost go, like I said, I'd almost give it a spray, um, either ambush, um, pure spray green, Something like that. You want to hit it a little bit hard. It seems to be going after your lawn fairly aggressively. Yeah, and it's just the one side. Yeah, so that's why you just got to get it contained. And then, and then when I do that, should I top dress the whole thing or what? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so you can do what you're doing. I would just give it a really hard rake, like give it a couple of sprays. Um, even give it a good hard rake first, sort of trying to expose some of them, make it uncomfortable for them, mm-hmm. and then give it a good spray after that. And then just any of the stuff you rake up, just put it into a bag and dispose of it. Right. And hopefully you got some of the eggs and different things in there. Okay. But, yeah, it seems to be spreading pretty good in your lawn there. And your lawn outside of that looks fairly healthy. Yeah, because yeah, I've used your fertilizer. Yeah, no, and that, those cinch bugs get in there and some of those. Is that right in the middle, sort of in the hottest spot? No, it, it's the... the the south half. Okay. Yeah, it just looks like it's a little bit more of where the sun hits it a little bit more than... Well, than, well no, I water it well. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it looks dry. I can just sort of see... They tend to like to go where the dry... Like, not that it looks dry, but they tend to like go where it's nice and warm. Like, okay. that's typically where the bugs will go. It's more comfortable for them, so... Okay, and may I ask one quick question? Of course. I have two lilac trees. They're both quite large, side by side. I never have pruned them. The white one was just totally full of blossoms. It's ending now, and the purple one hasn't even got a hint of a blossom. Um, And that's a first. Yeah. Those things, I'm not sure. Like, it's always one of those weird ones, right? It could just be a lack of food. It could have got hit by a little bit of frost at a certain time, and the other one just wasn't um, butted out quite as far, if that makes any sense. Well, they're, they're side by side. Yeah, I mean, that's... They're, they're but almost it, intergrowing. But one of them might be pushing a bit ahead of the other one because they are different varieties, so one of them might have had the buds out a little bit sooner. There was a couple late frost this year that did hit some of the lilacs. Um, I would just fertilize with 15, 30, 15, mm-hmm. get some good fertilizer, hydrate them very well, especially early in the spring um, when they're starting to leaf out. Because a lilac, again, has a massive amount of foliage and big blooms, so they need a lot of energy. They need a lot of moisture to hydrate all those beautiful leaves and all that. Okay. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to one more. We're going to go to Pat down in Lethbridge. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. How can I help you? I have a shrub cherry bush in the backyard. Okay. It's a really prolific bearer, and I have a cherry tree in the front that gives those sour cherries. These cherries are kind of the same variety, but they're larger and sweeter. And I'd like to put some mulch under them. I have a bunch of, I think it's cedar chip bark mulch. It, will that change the pH of the soil or the um, Is it bag stuff or stuff that you got from a arborist or anything like that? Oh, you know, I don't remember because it was under another tree for a long time, and I'm changing that to a oh, rock garden. So. Oh, you know, it won't. If it was older mulch, it'll be fine. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, no, just Thanks. move it in and, and go from there. And mulch is definitely a lot nicer and better for your trees and shrubs, especially as we go into the dry time. It helps hold the moisture, and especially for your fruit trees and that. Excellent. Thanks so much. All right. You're very welcome. Yeah, go ahead. 
I bought your pure spray green, and I'm wondering if I can use it. I've got this black spot on my rose leaves. Yeah, it's great for that, and also look after aphids and powdery mildew. Perfect. Which Thank you. We're sort of at this time of year, we kind of get sometimes the powdery mildew depends on how much rain you're getting with lots of moisture on the leaves, so that yeah. definitely helps out. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's largest garden center, with everything for your garden needs inside and out. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We've got you covered. And I have a quick question about pollination of the lemon tree. Um, it does help to help pollinate. If you got the yellow little, uh, just on the end of the ripe pollen on the bottom, like where it's really the sticky stigma of the of the flower. And you can just use like a, a Q-tip or a little paintbrush. It definitely helps if you go around and then just cross-pollinate um, your tree like that. It'll definitely help you with produce a lot more lemons. So give that a try. And uh, hopefully that helps out. Let's go to, we're going to go down to Chris, and she's down in the tree lot, down at Spruce It Up. What's hot in the tree lot today, Chris? Hey, Merle, how are you doing? Good, good. <laughs> Is it raining out there? Or? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's just a little sprinkling. Yeah. It's not a uh, downpour. Nice. It's doable for sure. Well, so driving into the radio station this morning, I noticed... A bunch of the spirea, the bridal respirea, yeah. things like that are starting to bloom. So I was going to say, what, like, there's different stages of blooming with our shrubs in our garden. So, kind of what, if people kind of like that kind of thing, what's sort of blooming right now and in uh, the shrub department? Yeah, just like you said, the bridal respireas, if you're driving and you see a, a shrub that's just cascading with white flowers, that's probably the bridal respirea. Um, beautiful, and the other spireas as well are flowering now. So the gold flame, um, the Anthony Waters, uh, and and uh, yeah, they're all and flowering. The gold mounds and all—they kind of are they right now? Or are they a little bit? I think they're starting to bloom as well too. Yeah, right? no, they're blooming with their pink flowers and their purple flowers, which looks really nice against the uh, the lemony yellowish red uh, leaves. So they're quite quite eye catching when you have them in your landscape. Absolutely, and they, and they kind of keep blooming most of the summer. Where the bridal wreath and all the big white ones, they kind of they do it for a couple, two or three weeks, and then they're kind of done. Yeah, the gold flame, the gold mount, they tend to flower on and off throughout the whole season. So, yeah, they're really nice. Uh, the uh, mock oranges are starting to bloom now. Those are one so, of my favorite too. Me too. So the Minnesota with the with the large double white blooms that smell so fragrant, smells like orange blossoms, and then the Waterton uh, also very very fragrant with the single single blooms. So they're flowering now. Uh, Potentellas are certainly flowering, have been flowering, and will continue to flower throughout the summer. We have the white ones, Abbotsford, the large yellow flowers with the gold finger, uh, mango tango peach, and uh, pink beauty. So just about every color that you can pick for the Potentellas. Absolutely. And then I did notice yesterday those the gorgeous quick-fire hydrangeas. Like, yes. So yeah. The- yeah, if you want one of those, you better come quick because they just fly out of here. They're yeah. just ready. They're just ready to pop. They're all the flowers are already all uh, bloomed uh, white, but they're going to slowly turn to a nice pinkish red color. So I yeah, know last year they got uh, accidentally got put through the 
the pruning spot and uh, in the nurseries. So they came in and we didn't have as many blooming last year when yeah. they come in in the big 10-gallon pots. Yeah. This year they've hit it right. Right, perfect. They're beautiful. Yeah, no, it, yeah. and those will bloom all summer for you as well. Yeah, they do. And then the Annabelles as well with the big, big white heads, uh, they're all just getting ready to start to pop. Yeah. And those guys too, they flower from now right right till the end of summer. Yeah, those are gorgeous. And what yeah. about, um, I guess... And I guess for summer blooming, like when you get into the heat, I guess those are sort of our main ones now. Like the hydrangeas have really come into play the last five to ten years yeah. in, in our market yeah. um, to give us something that actually blooms uh, as a yeah. shrub. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the black lace elder, too, is a beautiful shrub that uh, tends to flower, have a nice long flowering period, too. Um, uh, dark purple leaves with a really beautiful pink pink flower head on them. So they're they're good. And then the Mohican wayfaring tree is also getting yeah. ready to bloom. And that's that's an unsung hero, I think. That's a pretty amazing shrub. Um, one of the one of the ones I truly believe is deer resistant. The leaves are very thick and leathery and fuzzy, so they don't really like <laughs> they the don't texture. They don't taste very good, yeah. They don't taste good. And then they get these really nice white flower heads. And then the eye-catching thing for those is the berries that come in the in the fall are purple and red and bluish kind of all together. So it's it looks like candy on the bush. So that's a really nice one, too. Yeah, they look great, don't they? They and do. I, I love them. Yeah, I noticed we, I seen you had uh, helped a customer out yesterday, three or four of them on a nice cart they look yeah we don't we don't see enough of those go out sometimes right sometimes we get stuck on the new stuff and yeah you're right and people don't know about them and and they're such amazing plants so yeah and that's one thing i know we've tried to do is is really have a diverse and probably the largest selection in calgary of different trees and shrubs and and try and find those different things um and then going into fall of course you have a favorite uh, <laughs> Turkish Dan Bernie bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Chris, yeah, Chris can't sell enough oh, of those. Yeah, that, I can't. I can't get enough of those. Those are well. We talked about them before, and we sold out. But we do have more in now. Um, they just—they're just an amazing plant. They, uh, like I said before, they have these beautiful pink flowers and orange centers that fall out of them, and they turn a brilliant red in the fall. And the 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 greatest thing is the leaves stay on in the winter, and they just kind of turn a dark purple. Well, and if you get that right color, yeah, they almost a purply red, and they glow yeah. like it, yeah. it glows. It's almost like they're illuminated, almost. Yeah. Eh? So it's kind of like an evergreen, and then they just green up again in the spring. So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. and then in, I guess in next week, maybe we'll, we'll touch on some of the uh, the flowering trees because some of the trees are just about to bloom, so we'll talk about them as yeah. well. you bet. All, all right, Chris, well, thanks okay. for joining me. Yeah. And uh, Chris is uh, down in the tree lot, so if you want to go down and bug her, she's down there every day. Come on down, yeah, every day. <laughs> all right. Thanks, thanks. Chris. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. All right. And uh, anyways, that's uh, always a wealth of knowledge and uh, and Chris always, that's her passion, loves the trees and shrubs. We are going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Um, one thing I'd like to see, if you guys uh, want to text me some pictures of what's blooming in your garden right now, perennials and uh, annuals and trees and shrubs would be great. Love to see any of that. And you can do that to 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, just want to do a little shout out 
to everybody. I got to, yesterday was my birthday. I got a bunch of birthday wishes on the Spruce It Up thing. So thank you so much, everybody. And a big thanks to my wife, who always looks after me and does some great stuff for me. So big shout out to you, Carolyn. Thanks for everything you do and uh, and keeping everything rolling. And got some great pictures here from Dawn. Greened up fertilizer and Rage Plus in my yard. Looks like a million bucks minus the carbon tax adjustments. Beautiful. I love it. And <laughs> yeah, I always wonder what they're going to do with the carbon tax, how it's going to help. But anyways, I'm not too sure. I guess this charges so you can't afford to go do anything. So we sit at home. But I'm not going to get negative on that right now. We're going to go to something more positive, like fire blight. <laughs> good morning, Joyce. How can I help you? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How, how do you tell if you got fire blight? Um, typically, it, and it happens like right today, like things like this, when you a little bit after a rain, oh, yeah. and you'll start seeing it curl at the top. It kind of looks like a uh, like a cane, and the top curls over. Okay. And the branches just start dying, and it happens fairly quickly. Oh, okay. So it's probably just winter kill then. Yeah, and you, you can, mentioned fire blight, and I went, I don't know. What I think- kind of tree is it? I think we decided it was a May Day tree. Yeah, you probably have probably not so much blight in those as that yeah. black knot. Yeah. Do you notice any of that? It looks like burnt marshmallow on the branches or anything no. like that? No? Okay. Not yet. Okay, fortunate. Um, they are fairly heavy feeders in the May Day. Is it a fairly older tree? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I would say it's probably just lacking moisture and nourishment right now it's a because they're a big tree yeah and they need a lot of of water okay and and nourishment to fulfill all that beautiful foliage that they have so just get yeah. a soaker hose around the outside of the drip line and just let it soak in nice and good and too late uh, for this year i think no it, it's still good <laughs> to get back. yeah well actually right now they'll still like a natural a tree's natural defense mechanism is to to not branch out as much as well yeah so okay. really, it's important to, I would hit it with some um, water now, just even though it's raining, put the soaker hose on there, let it soak in, just that slow, deep watering, mm-hmm. that way you're not wasting any water, it goes right into the root system, slow and deep, oh, yeah. and uh, and even give it some fertilizer, if uh, whatever you have, sort of like a 15, 30, 15, 20, 20, 20, something okay. like that, give it a really good fertilizer, and you'll see all the difference come out, because they respond really quite quickly. So, really? Yeah. So even the ones that haven't come out yet? Yeah, unless they, you can look at the bark, and it's sort of like yeah. your skin. Like, you know, when, if someone looks really yeah. sick, they, I, I always look at the skin. Yeah. So just look at the bark, and it'll tell you if it's dead. It'll start crinkling up and drying out. Yeah. Um, at that point, any dead, damage, or disease branching should be cut out. Okay. And Can't do it now because they've got the birds nesting. Yeah. No, wait till after that, but then you can do the, <laughs> then you can do that. But you could definitely give it some water. Yes. Alrighty. Okay, when's the best time to cut back lilacs? I'm um, right they after bloom. they bloom. Okay. Yeah, because then they set bud right after that. So. Oh, okay. And so then better get out of here. Yeah, and you just are you just trying to limit the height on it, or just removing some deadwood, or? Well, just getting too big. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, they do. Yes. The only thing is, you'll find when they get up to that height. They get back up there even quicker, though. Like, if you try and contain them, sometimes they'll... Yes. They, yes. <laughs> you, it ends up being an annual event, so... Right. All righty. All righty. Okay, thanks, Merle. Thank you so much. Okay, bye, Joyce. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And we got time. We're going to go... Where are we going to go? Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. We're going to see Violet. Good morning, Violet. Good 
Good morning. How it is a good morning this morning. Is it nice out there? Yes, we had two inches of rain in the last two days. So. I've heard that. I know a lot of it went east of us, yeah. um, so it must have hit you guys down in Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. That's awesome. And we needed it. It was desperate around here. Just a slow, deep rain? or Pardon? Was it a slow rain? Yes, it was a real slow rain. It started good. one afternoon and, and uh, rained all day, the rest of the day, and then all night until yesterday. Aren't those nice, those ones? Because it just soaks in nice and yep. slow. It's not flooding anywhere. It's not going crazy. No wind. It just came kind of straight down. I love those ones. You can just sit up and look out the window all, all day and just watch it. Beautiful. <laughs> Anyway, my question is, uh, I'm trying to grow uh, cantaloupe and, uh, well, actually, we call them muskmelons and uh, watermelon. And my watermelons came up while they're just starting their second leaves in there. And my muskmelons are quite yellow. And I looked back in the TNT catalog, and I have had some fertilizer years ago that was especially for melons and cucumbers and corn and that. 15, 30, 15. In the catalog this year, the uh, numbers on them is 2900. Yeah, see, that's all nitrogen. And I I don't, I think I would would hit it with a bit more of an even, like a 20, 20, 20, 15, 30, 15. I I find that works. uh, Yeah, I have some 15, 30. Yep, use that. 15. Yep, just water them really quite well before. And yep. it, yeah. And is it running, I guess it's probably, been, have they been running really quite dry? No, because I've got them in two little tiny beds and I've been babying them. Okay, nice. So, uh, yeah, and just watch that you don't get too much um, water on the leaves. They get powdered mildew fairly easy. Yes, I, I knew that. Yes. Um, and then, uh, so with the musk melons, they're kind of yellow. Just do you think that'll, or do I have to have put some chelate iron in, on them? Um, the fifteen thirty fifteen should help out, and it'll it'll dump those leaves off, like those older leaves. They'll just it'll get rid of them. Okay. And when they start, just you'll see them starting to change a bit. Yes. Just just pick them off, cause don't waste the energy of it trying to put um, green those ones up. Just let it focus on new ones. Okay. Yep. Um, and then just water them sparingly. I mean, do they need a lot of water? Do they have to be always damp or? No, they can dry out, out a bit. Yeah. Uh, they they prefer it a little bit dry and hot, so... Yes, I have them in a, in a place where they would be really hot. Yeah, so they don't like to be real wet, though. Like, they do like to dry out in between water. Because if you squeeze the foliage on those, like if you pinch one of the leaves off and you squeeze the stem, a fair bit of water will come out of them. Uh, so they, they hold a bit of water, so they can run a little bit drier. I see. And then uh, I have a, a can of fertilizer. It's got thirty thirty zero on it. What's that for? Thirty zero zero. That's strictly nitrogen. Oh. So that's just for growth and and trying to green up a bit as well. Oh, say okay. Yeah, that's just upper upper growth. And then what about the uh, fifteen fifty and fifteen something like that? Fifteen thirty fifteen. No, no, it's got a real high number, like fifty or sixty. Oh, like ten fifty two ten. Pardon? 105210. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a transplant yeah. fertilizer. That's again for the roots. And that that would work good too. Like it's that's good for your flowering trees and shrubs, um ones that need the the fruit and things like that, the oh, produce yeah. the fruit. So that's a higher phosphate. We don't have to worry about the flowering trees this year cuz they I don't think we're going to have any apples or anything like no. that. No. No. <laughs> too dry, eh? No, I think it was just too cold. Oh, really? That's no good. very cold here. So you didn't get any blooms or anything? No, I couldn't see any hardy any at all. None, no. Oh, too bad. And then the cherry tree this year, it um, looked like it had a lot of blossoms on it, but they were rusty. 
Was it that been cold that got it? Yeah, it could have been moisture on leaf and then a cold night. It's a Romeo. Yeah, that that definitely could be because they don't they don't like it that cool wet either. Okay, there was something else I was going to ask you, and I forget now. Well, anyway, I'll phone again if I sounds good. But yeah, so, well, thank you very much for All your right. information. and thanks for listening. Yeah, and the uh, watermelon I'm trying to grow are the orange ones. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'll see. Well, what good luck. Let us know in August how they're making out. Uh, pardon? Let us know in August how you're making out. Okay, I've, I've got them. I've even got windows to put on them in case it gets cold. So. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Violet. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yep. All right, I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, I'm going to picture from Sheila... And thank you so much. And uh, a picture of her dogwood. Uh, you have scale on that for sure. Um, I would, uh, even on that one, I would even, you can get like a, a real firm, uh, like a sponge and just, uh, and get a solution of pure spray green and the sponge. If you can see it that bad on some of the lower shrubs, and I would just scrub it, like just put it, get a rubber glove on, put your hand in the sponge, and then just, just scrub it, or even a like a good like a like one of those terry cloth, something like that works really good as well. Um, and it says, "Can I spray this on your dogwood and cotoneasters?" Um, it still wouldn't hurt right now. Spray the ground. Give them another couple shots right now. I think we're almost done spraying, but you already got the physical scale on there. So I would work where you can, especially on the dogwood. It's a lot harder with the cotoneaster, but the dogwood, you could run run your uh, terry cloth with the piercery up and down that branches and try and scrape those off. And uh, and then I got a picture of a bunch of spruce trees. Hi, my name is Cheryl. Our trees at our property. Not sure what is happening. Two years old. Have replaced some already. Under warranty. I, I a lot of it is just winter kill, dry, um, and it looks like maybe it, they're out in at your campsite, maybe properly or just a little bit of ways out. I would just um, try and get some water around those and. Also, put bark mulch underneath there would be a big help. Um, unfortunately, they're just uh, they just got freeze dried last year. That purpley all in the branches, they'll flush out of it. So I'd put bark mulch underneath those, and then also water them really well, and just get some soaker hoses around those. And you can put up a drip system when you got a whole bunch of trees like that in an area. You just get this long half inch or three quarter inch irrigation pipe, and you just poke an emitter at each tree, and then you can just water them all at once. It's nice and slow and deep, and you can cover that all up with uh, bark mulch, and it works phenomenal because um, they look like fairly decent trees. It just looks like they're getting the the freeze dried on them, unfortunately. So. A lot of that going on, so it's. I don't think it's really anything you're doing wrong. Just maybe you could do a little bit more. I would give it um, more water, and I would fertilize those with 30-10-10, try and give them some energy to, to grow out of that burn, unfortunately. And where are we at? Actually, I'm going to say, here we are. Good morning, Merle. About two years ago, we pruned our Miss Kim lilacs after they bloomed last year. Again, no blooms. They are very healthy. Otherwise, did we trim them again? Do we did we trim them too far back? Um, and Debbie in Edgemont, 
typically no, but they do look like they look very healthy, a nice, beautiful shape to them, growing like crazy. I would just let them grow through this year. Again, fertilize with 15, 30, 15 at this time of year. That's when they're setting bud for next year. And just ensure that you don't trim them at all. But those are this gorgeous, like you were saying, beautiful Miss Kim, nice shape, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And we're going to go to the phone lines. I've been making them wait a little bit longer. Let's go to Les. Good morning, Les. Sorry, Les in Calgary with the apple tree. Hi, Les. Les. No, maybe not. Gone. Gone. Didn't want to wait for me. That's okay. Here we go. We'll go to... We got to go up to Mary in high level. Good morning, Mary. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, hi, River. We all love you. And it wouldn't be Sunday or Monday without Merle and Carolyn. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's always great to have a birthday. Yeah, I it is. You got to make them. It's always nice to make it to another one, right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, every time I have a birthday, my whole family are there, even though they're not here. Absolutely. <laughs> they're all around you. Yeah. Uh, no, nice. I had my kids and my mother-in-law, yeah. Gisela, oh, she came over. with a little nice, nice? Yeah, I did Good. some fish and some yeah. different things and on the barbecue. And your mom is always in your... Always in your... Yeah, actually, and actually, my wife, Carolyn, got me this... Uh, it was all my dad's war medals. We had got oh, it framed years oh ago, but they kind of fell out of the frame and came, so she got them all redone again. Good and yeah, those are really nice. Well, and actually, keepsakes, you know, those things. Those things are very important, Merle. Oh, yeah, I know you yeah. look back where you came from, for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Anyway, I gave the lady some advice. Yeah. Her carrots did not come up. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the seed's no good. Or something went wrong. Anyway, what I do, told her to do was make another row. It's not too late. No, absolutely and, not. And pour boiling water in the row. That kills all the old carrots off like. And then reseed them again. Absolutely. And, and they should be okay. Yeah, absolutely, because the ground's nice and warm already. Yeah, and especially doing that, beautiful. the germination will actually happen quicker. I yeah. did some seeding. I'm doing that segment every Wednesday on Global TV with Leslie Horton. Yeah, I, and, I watch you. And I, um, we seeded some um, radishes last the week before, and they're already up. Like within a week, they're up. So yeah. by yeah, next I've been week, eating radishes. Oh, they were a little hot. But now with but you all know the that, rain, Mary, they'll be okay. And that being said, like when you buy a radish in the store, very rarely does it have any hotness, right? Like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, they're just taste like people don't know taste what, like those tomatoes that I call them yeah, sawdust. Yeah, you don't know what a real radish tastes until you grow your own, and yeah, then you say like radish and onion sandwiches. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't have any friends, but <laughs> 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 we just got to make sure everyone's sharing. Then it's all yeah, good. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, I love them. Yeah, uh, the gardens are. We had such wonderful rain, Merle. Yeah, it's been good, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's great. No. Yeah, my creek. It was a little high. I, I thought, mm -mm. no, we don't need a flood this year. No, absolutely no, not. And we don't need any lightning. So anyway, because Mary has to give some garden advice exactly. to some people. Exactly. I don't know. I Actually, I got, a, I got a birthday wish yeah. from somebody that knows you and says, or or was out that way, and she she was saying that you're... Uh, 
<laughs> your your prediction on the rain came fairly true. Oh, yeah. Well, and it was a good one. We got two inches. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. Awesome. Everything just grows overnight. Awesome. Yeah. And then I, this morning, I won't keep you, but I need to tell you, I was watching a bird fight this morning. Two male partridges. And were they ever mad at one another? Yeah, there, there's lots yeah, of that going on right now. I was chasing them. Yeah. I got one gopher that I can't catch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I annihilated the colony. They were having a dance. Yeah. I got camp meeting. Anyway, you take care. Thanks, Mary. Thank Have a good one. Another birthday. Thank you so yeah. much. Take Hello. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I need to take a break for some commercials. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Wendy. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning. How's it going in Airdrie? It's uh, just starting to shower again. Yeah. <laughs> it's did you guys gray and gloomy out there. Yeah, you guys got some of the, the storms a little bit more than we did in the south. Um, I don't know, last <coughs> night. Last night was actually absolutely beautiful. But Yeah, yeah but I a... think the last few nights though, before that, it seemed they went by the north side of Calgary a little bit more than the south side for some reason. So, uh, Well, yeah, we, we didn't get the big storm, but no, we did good. get a lot of rain. Good, good. <laughs> Hopefully and it was happy the good birthday. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So I'm calling to ask you about my very sick Korean lilac, which okay. was very kind of sick a couple of years ago, and you gave me some advice. So I think I called you about three years ago. Okay. And uh, so it's probably nearing about 15 years old, but it's always come back every season very nice. And a couple of years ago when I called you, there was about a quarter to maybe nearing a half of it didn't come back but the other half was full of leaves and yeah. it looked fine so we did whatever you told us to do i don't remember it was trim it down and fertilize it yeah. whatever uh then it came back beautiful the next year now yeah. this year it is like dead is and it in so a really we, dry spot um like well, a little hot dry not necessarily okay. um it's in like i've got mostly um, like just shrubs and a few perennials in that flower bed, but it's always been, you know, come back really nicely. Yep. Um, and then also the, is it barberry, the yep. red, really thistly thing? Yep. Okay, it also didn't come back, and it's always come back Right nicely. in the same area? Uh, they're about 12 feet apart. Yeah. But, I um, would say, from this sort of what you're saying, I, w- I would think it was just, it's a bit of winter kill or a lot of winter kill. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they almost got freeze dried. So again, with those bigger shrubs, when they get a little bit older like that, the fall watering becomes really infor- important, like September, October watering. Which become- I do. Okay. Yeah, I go out there and I give it a good deep water. Awesome. You know, a few times before the yeah, freeze up. Yeah, that's... And really, that's all I can really think is usually that's sort of what, and they just, some of them just got freeze-dried, and they just, um, it was it was a harsh winter on, and certain ones that were, if they were exposed a little bit more, some, they just, it's hard to say because it's living things, right? They they get affected differently, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you got a bunch of winter, is there anything coming up from the bottom? No, no, and like on that barberry, though, there is one or two leaves that are that actually have leaves on it. Okay, and I would just cut it right down wood. to the ground then. Okay. And on your lilac, is there? there's no sign of anything? No, I just went out there while I was on hold there, and I kind of 
broke off a couple of branches and uh, at one time we checked and there was a little bit of greenery in between you know when we broke it you could see yeah. there was some greenery there okay but well, now what, it's like i don't know almost dead wood but i would one just take it take what? it right down to the ground again on both those and give them a good fertilizer. Um, you can use either Rage Plus or 15, 30, 15, 20, 20, 20, something. Give them a good water and give them a shot of fertilizer and see if you can get some life going out of the bottom of that. Okay, um, well, I have fertilized it twice, both okay. of them. But with all that old wood, it's trying to push that energy into all the old wood. Mm-hmm. And it's just, maybe it's just gone a little bit too far, freeze-dried. So that's what I'm just saying. I did it. I had some Arctic willows in my backyard, and I cut them right. They were like six feet high. The mm-hmm. same thing, they're over half died back, so I cut them right back down to the ground. Now they're starting to shoot up from the bottom. Okay, now with the Korean lilac, though, because it's a <laughs> trunk, yeah. do I just leave the trunk and cut the branch? Is it, was it off? a tree one, or was it the... It is a tree one, and it's probably, I don't know if I'm trying to visualize, maybe eight feet high or something, but Okay, it's like so a it was a Japanese tree lilac, yeah, not the Korean, it's a Japanese lilac. No, it's it's like a trunk, and then it's got the big shape. Oh, a topiary thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. it was so pretty, and I mean, it would you know. Yeah, when it you can't really nice. cut those back then. Yeah, that one's cut, gonna be tougher. So cut it back to the okay. just like to the, where the trunk starts. Yeah, okay. actually, doing that won't really because it's grafted on top of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that really won't do anything. So okay, I think, so unfortunately, I think you've just lost it because it got it fr- freeze dried from where the graft is a blow. But I got to go for a break. I can put you on hold, okay. and uh, and we can discuss more. But I think it's almost done. Okay, I all thought right. maybe the birds ate all nope. the seeds. Thank all right. you. Thank you. Bye bye. We need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs and uh, getting some nice pictures. Hi, Merle. Here's our garden in Bear's Paw. We grow potatoes, peas, beets, beans, spinach, turnips, zucchini, sweet peas. My hubby built the enclosure to help keep the deer out. Enjoy your show, Gail. Thanks for sharing. That is a nice raised bed. Get your soil nice and warm, raised up a bit. And I love the planks that you have in between the rows for it makes it easy to walk through. And uh, that soil is going to get packed anyways, and that'll help keep the help keep the weeds down as well. And I had a couple other texts I wanted to talk about. I've had a few questions about applying the different ratios of the Green It Up fertilizer and, uh, and quite a few comments on how well their lawn looks. So thank you for that. Thanks for sharing. Glad to see it's working. Um, typically, we want to do one early spring, sort of in the middle of May, and then right about right now, the f- right sort of end of June, beginning of July. And usually it's cut in a third. Like you do the first one is the full three kilograms per 9,000 square feet. And then you cut it back by a third. And then you also go down by one more third. And tip we want to do it about the end of August. We'll, we'll hit it with the last fertilizer um, application. And then that should take you into the fall. Um, really good. And uh, and hopefully that explains. I mean, it's really quite a simple system. Um, once you get it going, you'll find that your your grass is nice and thick. It's going to use a lot less water, and it'll start choking out the weeds. And speaking of weeds and all that other fun stuff, let's go to Sharon. She has some nine barks that love to grow like a weed. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. Thank How can you I for help taking you? my call? Of course. How can I help you? Uh, I have three nine bark that yep. are uh, they're about fourteen years old. Okay, 
And this year, there's a tremendous amount of winter kill on them. Yep. And I don't know whether I should prune out all that dead wood right now or leave them till the fall. Would you say it's over half or... Oh, one of them's not too bad. It's maybe two-thirds alive, and the other two are a good 50% dead. Is it all at the top going down or sort of all over the... Uh, mainly the whole stems. Yeah. I would um, just... They don't mind even being cut right back into the ground. Even this time of year? Yep. Because right now, or you can just cut all the deadwood and just even them up like a hedge. Like if you cut out the majority and if you get, then if you go down to three or four feet, they don't mind that either. Because um, right now, it's again, like I mentioned before, previous caller, it's, it's trying to push energy into those old wood. Right. And, and if it's dead, it's just it's wasting its energy trying to do that. So you're okay. just much better off getting rid of it. Okay. Any dead, damaged, disease branching is always important to cut out. Uh, of your trees and shrubs, let them heal properly, let them grow past, and uh, and you should be good to go. But nine barks, like I said, they don't mind right down to the ground, um, and they'll they'll just push right back up. Okay. Am I um, the reason I'm asking this is because all three of them are along a fence. Yeah. And the dead growth is of course closest to the fence, so it's going to be tough to get at this time of year. Yeah. If I left them till the fall and then just cut them right down, then would they be okay, or am I better off to try and get in there I, now? I would try to get in there now. Like I said, that way it's not trying to use up all its energy trying to revitalize that old wood. Okay. Or even if you can get in and just remove all the dead wood and then just even them up in in the spring next spring, whichever one would work. Perfectly. Okay. They're pretty resilient. They're a great hedge. I love using them as hedges now um, rather than, say, the Catoni or some of the things that were being used before. Okay. Because um, they don't get that scale like the, like the Catoni and they love being trimmed and you get the nice white flowers, gorgeous um, foliage, and you have yellows, you have reds, purples. So lots, lots of variety in the nine barks. So what is the, the life expectancy of them? Like how how many years can I expect to get out of these? I would say 25 to 30. Wow. And then, then then even that was when you take them down to the ground, they, they revitalize really, really well. So I, I think they're they're a great shrub. Okay. So, and they like I said, they don't mind being shaped and things like that. So. Oh, great. I, I haven't seen much disease or anything on the nine barks. I, like I said, I, I love them. I think they're great. Like sometimes you bit a winter kill. But really, for the most part, like I'm not seeing funguses hit them. I'm not seeing a lot of stuff. A little bit of powdery mildew once in a while, but really, pretty resilient shrub. Well, they are beautiful. I really Absolutely. like them. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Talk Enjoy your day. You. Thank you. You as well. Take care. Bye. 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 All right, and let's go down to Les. Good morning, Les. Good morning. How can I help you? Um, I've got a Saskatoon bush I've had for a few years, and it produces really good Saskatoons when I get them. Yeah. But the last, I don't know, few years, I've noticed something seems to be attack- attacking to them just when they form fruit. They get kind of sticky. Yeah. And then they get black marks on the sides, and then they kind of get hollowed out, and I was... I don't know, I squeezed one and there was actually kind of like a worm inside them. Yeah, no, they, they do get that. And I, I'm just, I can't remember exactly what the name of that, is that one is. Is that a sawfly maybe? Or <laughs> it, I was it's to... a type of a sawfly, but it's a BTK is the one product you can use. But it's, it's hard. I've used BTK on it. Yeah. And, and it just 
hasn't. Maybe it's helped, but yeah. yeah. Do you usually see fly? It, it depends if it's coming in as a fly. Yeah. Um. So maybe the pure spray green. It's it's one of those tough ones. Right. It's, it's because they're going specifically after, like, just when you're setting bud, that nice fruit, they get in there and they go after that. And that's sort of. I get of, the impression they lay an egg on each yeah. one kind of thing and then they go right into it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly like sort of right. the fly comes in yeah, yeah. and drops in. So, exactly. So typically what you want to do is um, beginning of June, sort of that first week in June typically, is spray a couple times with pure spray green. Right. And try okay. that. So what does a pure spray green do? It more suffocates it. It's a pharmaceutical-grade oh. mineral oil. Oh, it's like that. Uh, I used to have that neem oil, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's the closest replacement to neem oil. I still and, have a bit, actually. Yeah, man, you're lucky. Yeah. And I don't know why they took that off. It was yeah, strictly yeah. a cash grab, and right. it was just uh, they wanted someone to register it for the million right. bucks. But they don't realize what they're hurting. Like, yeah. there's a great product that's organic-based, right. neem oil. It's registered in the States, like, for 400 yeah. past. And up here, uh, we're not allowed to use it, right? Which like crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's absolutely crazy. And they're worried <laughs> about chemicals. Exactly. And they find something good, and then they yeah. don't let us use it because they want the million bucks. But they're costing the city millions of dollars exactly. in, in all our trees. and tr- Right. It, it's it's this it's backwards. It's yeah. sort of like uh, approving the pipeline and then uh, yeah. and then saying that you can't ship it out on ships. Well, where yeah. the pipeline is going to take that oil? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, another <laughs> sorry, couple of quick common sense stuff. Sorry, huh? not, couple of quick things. Um, I've got a Japanese fern. Yeah. That, now awesome. it hasn't. The leaves haven't come out. Is it maybe dead or? Yeah, if you haven't gotten anything yet, I would say it's probably looking at you. Probably got some winter kill. It probably didn't right. make it. Yeah. Okay. And one more. I've had a road red oak for oh. 14 years. Wow. And last year I probably lost, I don't know, almost half the leaves. And this year the, the branches are a little bit green. And I know that it's probably, I'm going to lose it, I think. But uh, uh, try Rage Plus. Oh, okay. That would be the only one that I'd recommend. Right. You don't want to feed something like that if it's just hurting from the inside. And it's such a hard wood, like especially a bigger oak, yeah. a little bit older oak like that. Hit it with Rage Plus. Like give it a good soaking in Rage Plus. I'd do it every three to five days for a couple really? of weeks and see if it pushed some life into it. That's yeah. the only one. I had a, it's, it's one that you have a, you have a good shot. Like it's, but definitely the Rage Plus is the only one I would use. And I would do it today if you want to. Like it's, is that right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's I've seen it push life back into birch, some other stuff. Really, it's it's one that it gets in and gets the tissue working. Hmm. It's kind of an amazing product. And like you for, just spray it, do you? No, you water it in oh, into you water the root. It in. Yeah, okay. so give it a really good watering first, right? And then give it a good five gal pail of the of the Rage Plus, and then do it again in three to five days. And okay. again, just give it a couple good shots and uh, and see if you can get some life into that. Yeah, and the thing is, I think the top uh, very. Uh, Highest branches dead too. So yeah, it was really hard. Like I said, this past winter on yeah. a lot of those real hardwoods, yeah, yeah. especially okay. a red oak, it's yeah. not really hardy here. So yeah, I know that to get it that far is yeah. uh, is an accomplishment. I know. So you've right. done lots of good. So I, I wouldn't try to. I wouldn't give up totally yet. Okay. I would uh, try that Rage Plus because it's okay. it's a great product. Great. Okay. Thanks very much. All right. Okay. Thanks, Les. Bye bye. Yeah, that one, it's amazing. I've seen some of the things that you see growing in certain 
um, microclimates or different areas. Like you said, when you hear a red red oak, there's some gorgeous oaks around here in Calgary, though. If you look around, a lot of the bur oaks, some different things. Um, and I've got more of the the columnar oak that's actually hardy here. And uh, we I, I had it in caliper last year, but we're sold out. We have to wait a couple more years to get more caliper in. Um, but I do have them in pots, and that's the Regal Prince, the the columnar oak, which is a cool one. It's we have them in the five gallon tree right now, so they're they're gorgeous. All right, and uh, I think that's a good idea, Gord. We'll take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's largest garden center with everything you need for your gardening needs inside and out. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We've got you covered. Um, got a couple questions regarding, actually, I'm going to say our phone numbers too. We've got a few empty spots. If you want to join us, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. A couple questions regarding the pure spray green. It says, hi, I bought pure spray green for my Virginia creeper for leaf offers, but have been told you have to spray it before it leaves out. Um, no, that's more the dormant oil. A lot of people confuse that with... Um, that with dormant oil, dormant oil is one I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it as much cause you have to rinse it off and it has to be done early. And, uh, sometimes if it's not applied properly, sometimes you can cause more harm than good. The pure spray green is a great product. It, uh, you can spray it and Virginia creeper, you get those little leafy little hoppers on it. So right now you want to start spraying them. Um, typically, um, right now, beginning of July, when it heats up, when you start seeing them and sort of for three or four weeks. So sort of all of July and sometimes into August. But if you get the cycle broken, you won't get any later on in the season. And, uh, so hopefully that will help you out there. And where else are we at? We got a couple other things. Oh yeah. Also just heard Mary talking about carrot seeds that didn't take shout out to wild rose heritage seeds, everything in this vegetable garden, Minus the garlic and marigolds, they never fail um, from seeds. So obviously the garlic and the, and the marigolds came from somewhere else. But uh, big shout out to Wild Rose Heritage Seeds. And I, I do like those seeds as they are a Alberta product. They do well and, uh, and, and typically get lots of, uh, lots of production out of them. One thing, marigolds are great for if you have anything that gets lots of aphids and things. Put marigolds close by. And they will look after the aphids for some reason. The smell, the scent off them ends up killing the aphids. So it's it's quite good. And right now we're gonna go to the phone lines and where are we at? We're gonna go to gonna go to Canmore. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Merle. How can I help you? Um we have a dead birch tree, a weeping birch. Yeah. Um, it's been in since the flood, thirteen, and uh, struggled and it looks like it's got black spot from the burnt marshmallow look. Yeah, the the that wouldn't be the it's not a fungus on that. The that's just older birch bark. They get that sort of a little crusty on them. Okay. Um, that's fairly normal on the birch. Um, I would just say, unfortunately, you got some winter kill, and if it's totally dead, I think you might have to look at getting rid of it. Yeah, we 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 thought that too, Merle. Do we have to do anything to the soil? No. This is a diseased 
tree? No, I would just say it's more dry and winter kill. Okay. Just being so dry, and the last couple of years, it was hard on birch, especially. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you All very right, much. All right, yeah, just get it out. Re- just rejuvenate the soil really quite nicely when you do that, When you, if you're going to replace it, like pull that one out. Yeah. And uh, and then go from there. Okay, thank All right. you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And if you're getting trees removed, and this is probably one of our biggest myths in the garden, is uh, uh, the arborist um, tells you that uh, a stump grind and that you can plant in the same spot. You can if you're planting a six-inch pot. But if you're planting, like if you had a 20-year-old tree in a spot and it had died, and then you get a stump grind, that really doesn't do a lot besides getting rid of the stump and and that's about it. But if you want to plant a tree in that exact same spot, it's a lot of work. You have to dig down, and what we, we call it is a root removal. And we our crew goes out there, and a lot of times it takes four to five hours, a couple of guys digging all the roots out and, and going from there. Otherwise, it, it's really impossible to plant a tree in that same spot. So if you are getting one, the, root, the, the stump grind is great. Um, as long as you're, if you're not planting in the same area, it's, it works great. But if you want to plant in the same area, I typically don't waste your money on the stump grind. Um, you're just going to end up paying us or somebody else to do a root removal to dig that stump out. So spend your money on that rather than uh, a stump grind on that. All right. And right now we're going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Justin. Good morning, Justin. Good morning. How can I help you? We, my wife, a couple of years ago, bought a weeping crab apple tree. Yeah. We planted it, and we noticed shortly after, and now it's become almost a problem. We have another shoot coming up in it, and it has a different color foliage, and it seems to yeah, be going straight up and not weeping. Yeah, they're, they're, it's because what it is is that weeping crab is grafted onto a hardier rootstock. Okay. So, so just go down as deep as you can, follow that stem right down to the ground, and cut that out. Okay. Just prune it out. So what? That's just from the hardy rootstock. It's probably a crab apple of some sort. Is typically that's what I kind of figured. Yeah, no, they're grafted onto, and most of the apples, pretty much all the apples in our area, are grafted onto a hardy rootstock. So yeah, and then if I cut it off, will it just kind of stop growing down there? If I get yeah, it, it, you might get the odd sucker coming up. Just make sure that the soil's up to the right spot. Maybe it, it, typically if it's suckering like that. The soil, you could add a little bit of soil around the around the root, around the trunk. Okay. And, uh, and you should be good to go. Okay. But yeah, good. you're going to get the odd one come up, so just, just cut them off. Okay, sounds good. Thank uh, you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Justin. How is it doing it, otherwise? It's doing well. It doesn't seem to be growing a whole lot, but we weren't sure if that was because of the, the sucker coming up. That does the, take some energy away, but again, with the, uh, really dry years, I know even where you get, you're up in, in Disbury, it's been quite yeah. dry up there as well. A little extra water in the fertilizer, because those are one of my favorite. Like, get the nice weeping, I call them like a waterfall of pink flowers. They just, yeah. they should just bloom beautifully, and but then a good, good fall watering, and right now is sort of when they're setting their buds and stuff like that, so you want to uh, give them good water right now. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Bye-bye. All right. We're getting close. Um, What do I got here? That looks like Spurge. I got good morning and happy belated birthday. Birthday. Thank you so much. Can you please tell me what this is and if it looks like something to do? Okay. And she looks looking for something that's not a hosta. Um, That's Spurge. It will do okay in there. If you want something that looks really good, um, 
Ligularia is one of my favorite um, things that go in the shade. It gives you a little bit of height, big, big foliage, look great. So I, w- I would look a little bit more on that. We have a whole shade section, and if you're going into your garden center, you should be able to see that. Most of them have a shade section. We got some great, great shrubs and perennials for for your shade garden. And right now, I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and if you'd like to join me, there's a couple spots on the phone lines, 403-974-8254. No, 8255, blah, blah, blah. That was my old phone number, 403-974-8255, and that is the talk and text line. Um, We planted, I got a couple of texts here. We planted an espaliate apple tree this year, and it currently has apples, wasn't it? And we planted against the fence. When do you prune the branches? Um, typically, it'll keep sending out new growth. So typically, you want to sort of keep it pruned all the way through the summer. Um, early spring, I kind of let it go and then pick the ones that I'm going to let go to a certain, to the to the direction you want to go. And, uh, and but after that, you just keep pruning off um, the new growth because it, it'll start to keep sending out lots of new growth. We actually have some caliper uh, espalier trees, um, which is kind of amazing, pretty cool. Hey, and I got one from Rick. Morning, Merle. It's Rick. Hey, listen, I just drove by Canyon Meadows Drive between Bow Bottom Trail and McLeod Trail, and 25 10-inch caliper elm, all stone dead. What do you think is causing that? Well, that, my friend, is those trees got sentenced to uh, a death sentence being planted on death row. When you plant a whole bunch of trees... In a six-foot width thing in the middle of two big asphalt areas that get soaked with no water or, or soaked with heat and sun and, and nothing there and, uh, and probably a little bit of scale on them, but mainly it's just due to lack of water. If you look at the elm on the other side where they're planted in the park and other places, they, they're doing a lot better. A really good spot to look at that is if you're coming up here on 14th Street, if you look at the elm trees on the hospital side, they look beautiful. And then if you look at the elm trees in the city meridian, um, they look hideous and dying. It's just, we're, we're wasting millions and millions and millions of dollars. And what the funny thing is, Rick, they'll go replant all those. And then they'll die again in two or three years. And then they'll replant them again and again and again. It's, it's, it's just ludicrous and it's repetitive nonsense that they really got to start paying attention to is, of trees don't need to grow in the middle of the road and uh, plant them in parks and other places where they're going to grow and flourish and be nice and healthy. Um, I'm all for planting trees. I have a garden center. I, I love planting trees and selling trees and, and all that. But I, I really believe they need to be done in the right spot. So, Rick, that's what that is. Take some pictures of that. Send it to your aldermen. Ask them why and why we keep doing it. Another thing I noticed yesterday, and actually it was my son who mentioned it. Maybe he's he's, uh, starting to listen to me too much. Um, But we're driving around. He goes, why do they mow all the grass? Because he goes, on the one side, he sees it. We're driving around, and the grass is long. It's waving in the wind. It looks really nice. And on the other side, where the tractor just mowed it, there's all these tire marks, a bunch of piles of dead grass, 
and all that. And I, and I said, I don't know. It doesn't make sense because really the other side, if they just trim along the edge of the road, make it nice and neat and tidy, but let the other wild grass grow nice and, and just waves in the wind, looks beautiful, but instead we insist on driving over it and mowing them down and it just looks horrible after. And 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 to think all the carbon we're spitting over those tractors and all that kind of stuff. So we'd we'd save it. We'd save all the money mowing it, and plus it would look a hundred times better. But that uh, is my opinion. And we're going to go to Nettie. Good morning, Nettie. Oh, good morning. Hi. Carol. Sorry about my political rant there, but sometimes I get off on a tangent on the trees. <laughs> it's, it's 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 good you mention it. That's that's good. Maybe somebody maybe somebody's listening. Hopefully. Um, How can I help you? Yeah, I have a question about the Morden mum. Um, yeah. For the last few years, I've been looking for the true Morden mum because the other ones, yeah, I've gone to the different. A lot of garden centers looking for it, okay. and the one the ones that are carried now they actually just do not work in our weather. Okay. Do you know why they're um, the garden centers are not using the Morden? Um, they're not bringing them in anymore. Um, they actually work. They just don't die. Yeah, I'm not sure because Morden is the research area that typically, and they produce some gorgeous roses, like the Morden series roses. Yeah. I love. They're super hardy. I'm gonna yeah. dis. I don't do the perennial ordering. I order the trees and shrubs. But I'm just going to text Zoe right now and ask if she sees them. But that's something I can do. I can find out um, if 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 we still carry them or if they're available. Um, and, and I'll be able to answer your question. If I don't get it today, I'll get it to you next week. But I've just texted Zoe. And I'll text a couple of our suppliers and ask them if and why they're not using Morden Mums. Awesome. And, and That'd see, be great. See if they have a reason. Because I, I agree, sometimes... And unfortunately, a lot, a lot of times is that they keep producing more and more new varieties. And I think it's because um, they get forced on, like, there's big growers, like Proven Renners and a whole bunch of these name brand ones. They, right. they for our growers to get that license, they have to take on all the new varieties. And they only have so much room to grow. So a lot of them um, don't they don't sustain, they don't keep the older ones sometimes because they're forced to grow the new ones. So, um, yeah. so that's all. I'm just, I'm just curious as to, uh, as to why that, so I can ask. Um, I'm, and Zoe just replied, she goes, we have hardy mums, but I'm just going to ask her, are they Morden? <laughs> and, right. Because I, I, I have tried the other ones and they, they truly aren't the good Mordens, right? Yeah. Morden, they, they know what they're doing with that. Yeah, that brand, right? Yeah, for no, cold weather. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and I, I agree on the roses. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, not not more than. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to, to Zoe off air here and I'll see if she can find out. And because there is some of the ones that are six to nine zone, but it's, it's we want the, not the modern mums. It's, uh, it's right. more than. So I, I'll yeah. chat with her and I'll talk to some of our growers and see what I can come up with. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bye-bye. Yeah, that one I don't know. But right now I know I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone line. We're going to chat with Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good. Happy birthday. I heard it's your birthday today. Yes, thank you so much. And it was good to see you yesterday. Yes, thank you. That was great. 
you were out uh, in the, you brought your friend all the way out to, to spruce it up and you guys were finding some, so you got her an Ohio Buckeye. Oh, yes. Um, I have actually recommended a lot of my friends to go there. Thank you so much. Get the fertilizer and the, the grass fertilizer. I actually have a good news because my son's yard, yeah. all like so brown and so ugly last year and everything. And, and when I came there with my daughter, I told her to buy this fertilizer. Yep. Now it's like golf green. <laughs> nice. And, and you know, I, I couldn't stress enough. I, I'm trying to make, I, I'm advertising you now, Merrill. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to get you a t-shirt when you're out gardening. <laughs> my garden you, done by Spruce It Up. Uh, that's my lawn that, right now, you. it's like blue green. Like, like it's like so green with no weed because yeah. I've been using it for two years. Yeah, it'll choke out a lot of the weeds and... And absolutely, it, a lot of the golf courses use a similar blend, like they, they custom blend, but they all put a little bit of phosphate in the middle. And it's just, it's something that it, it, you need it in Alberta. It makes it really durable. It makes, cause it gives you a root system and it can recover and you're going to water way less. So. Oh yes. Yes. It's a proven, a proven uh, result here in my lawn and awesome. my, in my son-in-law's lawn. So Anyway, so you got some begonias. Yes, I I have to get it over and done with because it's been raining for days and days. You know what yep. I did? It's because these bulbs have been coming in and out of my house for four or five years. <laughs> yeah. So I babied them since February, and then now it gets rained on. So to get to um to get them to not get rained on, I usually cover them on a on a rainy days. Yeah, it, it's tough, though, with the amount of rain we're getting. And you're just trying to prevent the powdery mildew on them? Oh, well, I, you know, the, the pure spray green can take care of that. I am not yeah. worried about the powdery mildew anymore. No. Nope. We don't water the leaves when we water yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they prefer that. They prefer... Rained on for days and days. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, they prefer not to get too wet on the leaves, but... Um, a little bit on there isn't gonna isn't gonna kill them, but I, I agree. You don't you don't want to water on the leaves all the time because they they will rot on you as well. Yeah, so I've I've been covering them, and I think my na- I'm I'm making my neighbors crazy about me covering my plants with plastic every time it rains. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, little umbrellas, right? I should not cover them anymore. Yeah, you need some garden umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> Them in the garage sometimes, and when they come out of the garage, the, the blooms fall off because they haven't had any sun or light for days. Yeah, so I can just visualize you zipping back and forth in your yard. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So what do I do? Um, I, I would be honestly, if you can find a spot, maybe it's under a little closer to the house under the eaves. Um, but a little bit of rain, like we're going to get past this rainy period. I think for the most part, you're going to be okay. I just think when you go to water them yourself, just try to not get the water on the leaves like you do. And I think there's only so much you can do, Myrna, on that. Like I said, there, there will get a little bit on their leaves and it, it, it shouldn't, it won't kill them and it, and they should be fine. Just make sure they're not planted too tight. Remove all the, the dead blooms, deadhead all the time, because they do love that, and they'll produce lots of blooms for you. So. Okay, so this rainfall is not going to bother no, them. No, no, no. no. <laughs> You'll be fine. Okay, that's 
good then, yes, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for all your uh, knowledgeable uh, um, things that you say in the radio, and we keep listening. I've been, like, telling my friends Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. And uh, and and like I said, when you come out and visit, I, like I said, I love the weekends too. A lot of times, I'm I'm at the store, wandering in amongst, helping people, talking to people about plants and things like that. So that's something I enjoy to do. So it was good, good seeing you, seeing you and your friend yesterday. Oh yes, <laughs> thanks, Myrna. Uh, she's also a avid gardener. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> thank you so much but, for your show. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I got another thing. What do I got here? Actually, this is a good one. James, he thought I would share this. The cucumbers love growing up. What he has is one of those black um, shelves that you buy. Um, You put them together. They come apart. They have the little black plastic pipes in between and then the plastic shelves. So what he has is he has his cucumbers on one, two, three, four shelves, and they grow up through the holes on that black um, shelving, and then that supports the all the cucumbers. I, I, I thought this was a, I thought that's a great idea. It's going to be like a climbing shelf unit. So I, uh, that's a great idea. So good for that, and thanks for sharing, James. So and I shared that with everybody, obviously, and uh, that's that's pretty cool stuff. And right now I'm going to go speak about some more lilacs. It is that season. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. How can I help I- you? Um, happy birthday, first Thank of all. you so much. Um, I have lilacs that were planted in my yard probably 17 years ago. And they're, they didn't, they're the ones that have great long blooms and they're deep purple. And they've done well for years. This year, not so well. There wasn't very many blooms on them. And all of the growth and all of the leaves are on the top and on the sides. There's nothing in the middle. So if you look at them uh, from the front and even from my deck, they're kind of empty in the middle. Yeah. And that'll happen on these drier years because there's so much um, uh, foliage that needs to come out on the lilac like that and blooms. So going into fall, it was really like a dry, like... October, November, December, basically we didn't have any moisture in the ground. And so a lot of that... I did I did water them in. Okay, which is good. But uh, when they get older like that, so what it is, if there's not enough there for it to produce, it'll shut down parts of the of its plant oh. itself, right? And okay. so if, if there's lots of deadwood um, or if it's just real light growth, I would just give it a really good watering here throughout the summer, fertilize with 15, 30, 15 at this time of year right I- now. I got that. Um, Good. I was out at your garden center and I got yours. And the one, like there was two there. One was, I can't remember, but it's the one in the tub that you put in water. Yep. It's yours. Yep. So I got one for my spruce trees and the other one for leaf trees. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the 301010 will be for the for your evergreens and that's perfect. Okay. Yeah, water soluble. Okay. Water your trees and shrubs good first before you fertilize. That so way, because we've had this rain, is it a good time to do it now? Absolutely, that's a perfect time okay. to fertilize. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Kate. And and how much? Like, I'm well, just follow the directions. It's it's one of the little scoops inside it per four liters, like per per. Uh, so if if you have a twenty, if you have a five gallon pail, so you put yeah. four of those scoops in a five gallon pail. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. 
Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Got a text. I have a Katoni Aster hedge that got the fire blight, and I've cut them right back close to the ground. Will they grow back? Is there something we need to treat them with? Yeah, absolutely. I would treat that, and if it had the fire blight, I would either use the Bordeaux copper spray, um, also pure spray green would work as well, and uh, but the copper spray would work really well on that. Uh, slow soaker hose around it and then fertilize and with that one, I would just do a 20-20-20, and it'll, it'll grow up like crazy. All that new energy will go into great new growth, and you should be totally fine. And I'm going to go to the phone lines, and where are we at? Bonnie and Bowden. Good morning, Bonnie. Yes, good morning. How can I help I you? Well, I don't know if I'm being a bit um, uh, anxious or what it is, but my peonies yeah. have had buds for a while. But they don't seem to be um, what, maturing and growing out to flowers. Are, are, are they in a... Has it become shady in that spot no. a little bit more no. now? No. No, no. They are uh, directly in the south. Okay, perfect. South. And are yeah. they... Um, I was going to say, are they, do, do the buds look nice and healthy? They, yes, they do look healthy, and there's ants on them. Yeah, and there's lots of them? I them. Well, not lots, but a fair amount. Okay, you know. what I would do is, if it's in a dry, hot spot, I would it's give not it some. Dry, no, okay. Yeah. Well, then, just if it's in a warm spot, just make sure it's getting the proper amount of water. Um, okay. that, that would be, be the that. biggest thing, because again, you got to think how much energy it takes to produce those big blooms on a peony, well, and and true. if it's not getting the energy, um, and yeah. that that's one of the hardest things. Again, they just they they slow up until they get more rain or more water. And and then, so I would give them a good soaking on the roots and give them a good deep watering, slow, deep watering, and hopefully that should send some blooms out this week. Well, that would be good. Should I um, maybe put some Rage Plus in the water? That wouldn't hurt it at all. Okay. Absolutely. I will do that. Yeah. And then they do like to be fed with with the Rage Plus or 15, 30, 15. Um, Okay. And then that really helps uh, set the buds for next year and get the, you build up the phosphate, which helps build up the blooms for next year. Okay, great. I Alrighty. appreciate that. Thanks, Thank Bonnie. you very much. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's a great growing area up there in Bowdoin, a lot of that, uh, uh, in that area up in between Calgary, Red Deer, and Calgary, Edmonton. And it's kind of neat how it changes when you're when you're going up there and, uh, and the different things that, uh, the different tree species that uh, change on your way up. And good morning, Merle. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. It says, do you carry any of the Bill Marie Ligularia? If so, how do they do in Calgary? I'm not sure if we collect if we if we do those. I will I will ask and, and see if I can find out before the end of the show. And that's a Brit Marie Ligularia. I don't think we do. I think we have the big Kong Ligularia and a couple of the other ones in the rocket, but I'm not too sure. Anyways, I'm going to go probably to my last phone call. We're going to go to Eric. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Merle. Two things. One, you're absolutely right. It dries. I'm here in Calgary, and I see trees planted by the city in places that you just know that tree's been given a death sentence, and I don't know if they're just going to budget. They've got to blow. And that's what it is, honestly, Eric. That's what it is. It's it's unfortunate, uh, and... And I, it's I, wasteful. 
It is. And like, I'm all for planting them, but let's do it in the right spot, space them yeah. out properly, give them, the, give them the proper nourishment and put the infrastructure in if they need to put some irrigation yeah. in. It's a lot cheaper yeah. to add that than it is to... And growing grass in those areas is... I don't understand it either, so... I don't know. Now, I have a question for yep. you, though. So I have noticed some, you know, I, I love growing apple trees. I've grown a number of them, moved into a new place, and I have started seeing some really nice, large apple, scarlet-looking apples in a yep. few places. I have no idea what variety that is. Would you happen to know? Yeah, we have, well, it's probably, it could be in Norland. Um, we also have the hardy mac apple. Like we have a true Macintosh yep. apple that grows here. Um, okay. very hardy. We got some gorgeous ones in Caliper right now. I'm, I'm very impressed. Like some oh, yeah. of, the, out of our nursery, we got some really, really nice, um, eating apples. So there's quite a few. And I said, we have about six, seven varieties and all of them are hardy for our area and will produce really nice fruit. So, okay. So you think though that one's either a Norland or a hardy mac? Yeah. So sounds like it. When nice you get shape. that scarlet red. Yeah. Not, yeah. Sh- yeah. A little bit like a tennis ball size, maybe a little yeah. bit smaller. Yeah. That's yep. probably a hardy mac, it sounds like. They're great. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. I'll be by. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Um, lots of uh, lots of great text today. <laughs> got a, and here's Dwight, my buddy. He got 130 grams of bud off my three plants last March, then changed the light back to 18 hours of light, and then they went back into a vegetative state. So now he's getting them to reflower and... Uh, he uh, he grows some definitely some nice of the cannabis stuff, which is great. And it says, hi, Merle, what was the name of the grass fertilizer that you and the lady were just talking about on your show? I just happened to tune. It is the Green It Up Fertilizer, and it's available at Spruce It Up. It's one that I created for our area. It has the high middle number, which you need, and, uh, and you're good to go. And one more quick one. I just wanted to get your opinion on the Weedex dandelion bar. I recently purchased it and have used it a few times. We're still waiting to see the results. Um, I, I think it needs to be used um, in your toilet behind the lawnmower and the acreage. I think it has to be done on a really warm day for it to work on that. I, I think you're better off um, getting a spot sprayer or a boom sprayer out of on the back of your uh, tractor or something like that, and just do the spot spraying and get the lawn nice and uh, nice and healthy, and then that will definitely help. But right now, that's it for me for this week. Thanks again for all the birthday wishes, and thanks for listening in this week. Thank you so much. Thanks to Gord, and that's it for us on Let's Talk Gardening for this week on 770 CHQR. Showers and scattered thunderstorms, 12 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. The Canadian Conservative Party unveiled its climate change action plan on Wednesday, but some are criticizing it for its lack of hard numbers. The plan faced backlash from Green Party leader Elizabeth May, who pointed out the plan does not display how each of their new proposals would lead to a reduction in emissions. While speaking with Mercedes Stephenson on the West Block, Conservative leader Andrew Scheer denied claims stating the plan did not show enough hard numbers. Cost allowance to incentivize investments in green technology and in lowering re- reductions is costed as well. And the modelling is based on the parliamentary budget officer indicating that this approach, this, uh, this 